want to say thank you lord oh god in heaven we ask that even as we go into your word this hour lord let our hearts be good ground that your word be sown within us so god in heaven bearing fruit some 30 some 60 and some 100 but above all lord let your word be made manifest in our lives in jesus mighty and matchless name we have prayed amen and amen please be graciously seated in god's awesome presence hallelujah amen and amen amen praise god amen happy new year church praise the name of the lord hallelujah amen amen praise god for many i wonder why am i saying happy new year i wasn't here last week amen praise god but again thank god for bringing us into a new year and that we trust that everything he has in store for us we will all take full delivery of them in the name of jesus amen quickly open your bibles with me to the book of psalms chapter 63 psalm 63 we're reading from verses 1 to 8 psalms chapter 63 we're reading from verses 1 to 8 praise the name of the lord hallelujah if you're there say amen perhaps your app is lagging or you want to open it psalms it's just after the book of proverbs hallelujah Amen. okay can we read together one to go you god are my god earnestly i seek you i thirst for you my whole being longs for you in a dry and a parched land where there is no water i have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory because your love is better than life my lips would glorify you i would praise you as long as i live in your name i will lift up my hands i will be fully satisfied as singing of my lips will praise you on my bed i will remember you i think of you through the watches of the night because you are my help i sing in the shadow of your wings i cling to you you are your right hand upholds me praise the name of the lord hallelujah for many of us who are aware by the grace of god in the place of victory we theme our months and the theme for the month of january 2024 is that what it is the pursuit of god hallelujah praise the name of the lord it is what the pursuit of god and that's the title for the sermon for today that we're looking at what the pursuit of god hallelujah amen praise the name of the lord in order for us to appreciate the conversation that we're going to be having this morning we come to understand that if you're going to understand the bible praise god and i think this is beneficial for every christian if you're going to understand the bible in other words, that it becomes beneficial. You know, the Bible says in the book of John chapter 1, it says that, and the word was God, and the word was made flesh, and we beheld his glory as only what? Begotten son of the father. In other words, for the word to be made flesh, for the word to have meaning to you, there are three key factors that I believe that must be in place. Number one is that when you read your Bible, you must read your Bible within context. Praise God. Many are times, the reason why we don't see the promises of God being fulfilled, because remember, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews 4 verse 12, it said that the word of God is what? Quick and is what? Powerful. Praise God. In other words, whenever I 
pick a relevant scripture that is accurately applied to the particular situation it's designed for, by reason of such compliance, I am entitled to see what the power of God made manifest. However, if we are going to enjoy such, there is always a need to read the Bible what within what context. Because sometimes the reason why we believe God for what is not supposed to be is because we take the scripture what out of context. You know, I remember someone was sharing something along these lines. And he gave the example of Proverbs 10 verse 17. And I'm sure at some point in time, you and I must have misapplied that particular scripture as well. Proverbs 10 verse 17 say that what? The memory of the righteous is what? Blessed. Hallelujah. And so when you're preparing for exam, you would hold that scripture. The Bible says that what? The memory of the righteous what? Is blessed. But when you understand the context of what the writer is saying, is saying that when you remember a righteous person, in other words, for someone who has passed on to be with the Lord, hallelujah, that by reason of their righteousness, when you remember them, you are what? Blessed. Praise the name of the Lord. And so you see that context is highly crucial if you are going to understand what the Lord is saying in that particular passage. But it takes us to the next one, which is the motive. Because until you understand the motive behind the author's letters, you would take what the Bible has said and then you would misinterpret it. A good example is for many churches, we have seen this argument several times. A good example, Paul will say that, you know what, women, when you come to church, cover your hair. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, if you understand the motive or when Paul will say that women in the church, when they gather to, to, together in the church, women should keep silent. Some will take it and say that means Paul is saying women should not what? Preach the gospel. But that contradicts scriptures because when you see Paul in the book of Acts of Apostles, we see that women were also hosting churches in their houses. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. But the emphasis of what I want to talk about today is as in regards to the metaphors. Metaphors, as you understand in English, is when you're trying to use common terms to explain what you're trying to say. Praise God. And the Bible is filled with what? Metaphors. Praise God. So I'll give you a good example. The Bible will say that what? That the righteous shall be like what? Um, like a palm tree. Praise God. But really and truly, we're not trees. But it's trying to give you what? An image. Why? Because when you begin to see your life, I think I've said it here before, that the path of the just shines brighter and brighter onto a more perfect day. And so when you look at the sun and it shines brighter and brighter, God is just saying that metaphorically, just as the sun gets brighter and brighter, that is how the life of the believer should what? Shine brighter. That's metaphor. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so we see even the psalmist in the passage that we read, the Bible will say, I think it was in the book of Psalms chapter 40, Psalm 42, sorry, Psalm 42 verse, verse 1. Or let me, let me use Psalm 63, the anchor text that we read. So the metaphors here. The Bible says that what? In the verse 1 of it, it says, you, God, are my God. It says, earnestly, I would seek you. It says, I thirst for you. In order to 
connotes how thirsty I am for you, it says that what? My whole being longs for you in a dry and patched land where there is no water. Praise the name of the Lord. How many of us have been thirsty here before? Praise God. And to the point where you are willing to drink anything just so that I can quench that thirst. So the psalmist is trying to give us a metaphoric expression of how he's seeking the Lord and he's saying what? Earnestly will I do what? I seek you and I thirst for you. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so you understand that by nature, David was trying to show us that what? Man has always been designed what? To seek God. Hallelujah. You know, for many of us who did biology here, um, science, would, science would tell us that what? About photosynthesis and, and that plants are phototropic. In other words, whenever you, and I remember then in school, we would take a plant that you planted, put it by the window, and it will always lean towards the sight of sunlight. Praise God. But the idea behind that leaning is not because the plant is heavy. It's because it's seeking survival. Praise the name of the Lord. And so you realize that what? It would always lean towards the what? The direction of sunlight. Why? Because that is how God has designed it to be. And I would say that the same thing must apply to man. Praise the name of the Lord. When you read Genesis 2 verse 7, the Bible said that when God created man, man was what? A lifeless being. In other words, after creation, there was no life. That what gave man life, because, you know, whenever I hear someone passed away, a friend of mine passed away who is a member of this church. And when I say member, he's not here now, so only maybe two or three people will know him. But if you talk about people who labored to see this church become what it is today, Marcos is one of them. Praise the name of the Lord. If you think about the men's fellowship back then, the men's fellowship would hold in the house of Marcos. Praise God. And so you understand that when, when I think I've lost my thought now even. God help me. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay? But what I'm trying to say here is the fact that you understand that when life, yeah, I remember now, life. So whenever I hear someone passes away, I just keep asking myself, then what is life? What, what is life? Because you can't hold it. And this happens when you lose a dear one. Because if within your capability, you want to restore it as quickly as possible for the person to come back to life. Praise God. I remember looking at my father's lifeless body and I was thinking, hi God. What is life? What is life? If it's his breath, let me just breathe into him and let him come back to life immediately. But you understand that what life is only what God and God can give. And so that scripture becomes apparent in Genesis 2 verse 7. That when God created man, man was dead. But by reason of his breath into man, the Bible said that what? Man became what? A living being. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so you realize that by design, mine is supposed to be what? God tropic. That at every point in time, my desire and your desire must be what? I must constantly pursue God. Why? Because just like the plant, remember I'm talking about metaphors here. Just like the plant is seeking for sunlight for survival. The only way you and I can survive in this world 
is when we make God the object of our desires. Praise the name of the Lord. Because it's a matter of what? Survival. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so you realize that the genesis of the pursuit of God starts in Genesis chapter 1. It says that what? In the beginning, God. Hallelujah. In the beginning, God. And so you realize that it is wisdom. that even as it is January 2024, which is the beginning of the year, it's always good. And this was, I was showing my wife within the week. I said that it is always important when the Bible says in the book of Proverbs that in all your ways, you must acknowledge the Lord for only by acknowledging him will he direct your path. And I was saying that, you know, there are certain things that you would want to venture into. But by virtue of either by urgency or by how much you want it bad, you push God aside. Now, it is not that God does not want you to have that thing. But perhaps, could it be that the reason why it did not work was simply because you did not start it with God? Praise the name of the Lord. In other words, you understand that as a Christian, it is of utmost importance and as a matter of wisdom that everything you do, God must be at the beginning of it. Praise God. And perhaps you have even ventured into it without God. It is time to do what? Repent. Because until God is the beginning of everything, there is no guarantee of its survival. So Genesis 1 says that what? In the beginning. What? God. So it's important for us as a church family that as the year is starting, the object of our focus, that's why even so many churches will embark on it that in every first of Jan or every January, the first of the month, we must give ourselves to fasting. Now, it's not because of customary, so to speak, but the idea behind it is, is hidden in this Genesis 1, that we must, of utmost importance, involve God if we are going to get to the end of that particular thing. Praise God, okay? So back to what we're talking about, about the pursuit of God. So you understand that the pursuit of God stems from that beginning of what? Genesis chapter 1. But now you understand, according to theologians, there is a doctrine of grace which is called the prevenient grace of God, which is what I'm going to. And this concept simply means that when you say something is prevenient, in other words, it came before you took action. Praise the name of the Lord. In other words, for many of us who are believers here, you did not save yourself. There was a certain grace that was applicable to you that when you heard the scriptures or when somebody preached the gospel to you, you were able to do what? Accept that gospel and by virtue of acceptance, you made the confession of faith and then you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And so here, it's saying that the prevenient grace of God comes before any human being makes a decision or endeavor. In other words, you understand that by the nature of who God is, that his love is always seeking for ways to woo you. Praise God. When you read John 6 verse 44, it says that no one can come to me unless the father who sent me does what? Draws him. And by drawing, the Amplified will say that what? He gives him a desire 
to come to me and I will raise him up from the dead of the last day. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so when it comes to seeking God or pursuing God, the first evidence that God loves you, first and foremost, because many a times we misconstrue love when we get gifts. So for example, you're trusting God for a house or a car. And the house or car does not come true. All of a sudden, it's synonymous to the fact that God does not love you. Let's even make it home. You are trusting God for um, a job. You have done everything needed to do. You have done the application and all of a sudden you get the email saying, unfortunately, praise God. All of a sudden you are weeping saying, God, but what have I done? You don't love me. You don't do this. But allow me to tell you something. There are certain things that must happen in your life, first and foremost, that communicates the love of God. Number one is this element of prevenient grace. Why? Because you understand that what, if not for the grace of God, I will speak for myself. I did not choose to be born in a Christian family. And even after I was born in a Christian family, I don't want to believe that by virtue of me born in that family, I was saved. Praise God. Because for many of us who know my story, I gave my life the last time. I mean, I've been giving my life to Christ several times and taking it back. But I gave my life to Christ the last time in 2008. Praise God. And so you understand that when it comes to this thing of salvation, praise God, you and I had not, it's a proof that God is interested in you. Praise God. And so when somebody, when you are, in a place where God is being preached and God's word is coming to your understanding, that's an evidence of his love. Praise God. Because you understand based on this scripture that what? No one. So many of us who perhaps you are boasting and saying, you know what? I've been a believer for 20 years. Praise the name of the Lord. You did not save what? Yourself. Praise the name of the Lord. And so here, Jesus is saying that no one comes to the Father unless the Father who sent me draws him. And so here is saying that the prevailing grace of God is the will of God that continually draws us. The desire of God is continually pursuing us. It is the gift of God and the activity of God that empowers us to live out the life that he has called us to live. But however, we understand that as Christians, there is always this tendency, and I say it that if you fully understand the concept of the pursuit of God, if you fully understand its concept, whenever you get familiar with God, is a proof that you don't understand God. Praise the name of the Lord. Whenever you get familiar with God, why? Because, you know, um, in my language, there's, there, there sometimes English would fail you to, to convey a certain meaning, okay? And so, in my language, they would say that God is a mystery, okay? He's a mystery. They say, idio mimi, nimo mimi. In other words, that even inside the mystery, you are still what? A mystery. Praise the name of the Lord. 
But the beauty of it is simply this, that if you are truly pursuing God, the more you discover should be a prompter to do what? Seek him even the more. So whenever you are familiar with God and that hunger to pursue God is no longer there. My brother, my sister, it is time to do what? Fight for your life. Remember I said that what? As plants depend on sunlight for survival, man is designed to depend on God to continually pursue. That's why Paul will say that what? That many things I have lost. Many at times we think Paul was Paul. Paul came from what? A very rich family. As a matter of fact, historians say that for you to attend the school of Gamaliel, which is known as the Harvard Law School of the day, you have to be someone of means. Praise the name of the Lord. For you to be a Roman, that means in terms of caliber, now that they do Black Lives Matter, you can imagine when they, uh, the Romans were existing. It was either you are a Roman or what? You are nothing. Praise the name of the Lord. But Paul is saying that everything that I lost, I count it what? Nothing. That I may do what? Gain Christ. And so he says that what? That for I may know him and the what? The power of his resurrection. That the more I discover of God, the more it stems me to go into my place of deliberately seeking him. I'm saying this because for many of us, like we're praying earlier on in the, in the prayer this morning, that God should stir up a revival. Praise the name of the Lord. Part of that revival is that your heart turns to the point where God becomes your utmost affection. Praise the name of the Lord. So I'll give you a good example. Let's look at the story of Moses. An example of prevenient grace. The Bible, remember I said that prevenient grace is when God established a system to bring you into salvation even without you knowing it. Praise God. So we know the story of Moses in the book of Moses, Exodus chapter 3. That Moses was just tending to his father's sheep, as we will see it here, Exodus chapter 3, verse 1. It says, Now Moses was tending to the flock of Jethro, his father in law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And there an angel of the Lord appeared to him in the flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight. Why the bushes does not burn when the Lord saw that he has gone over to look. God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said what? Here I am. Praise the name of the Lord. Moses, and that's why sometimes, you see, when you, I think I was discussing with someone yesterday. Never discount any experience you have in life, particularly as it regards to your work with God. Because all those things add up in you getting to know him more. Praise the name of the Lord. So in the case of Moses here, he was just tending sheep every regular day. But something ordered his steps to get to Horeb. Praise God. And by virtue of getting to Horeb, the Lord was able to secure his attention 
to the point where he said, let me go and look and see why this bush is on fire, but yet the leaves are not burning. Because it's a mystery. Praise God. But now, this was Moses' first encounter. And from that day forward, Moses began to walk with the Lord. So, Exodus chapter 4, chapter 5, chapter 6, by the time we get to chapter 14, the Bible says that God was telling Moses to tell children of Israel, cross the Red Sea. All those things were part of Moses' experience. Praise the name of the Lord. But we get to Exodus 33. For the sake of time, for, for those who are writing, Exodus chapter 33 from verse 12 to 23. But I'll focus on two key texts, verse 13 and verse 18. The Bible says that by the reason of these experiences Moses was having with God, remember I said that a true proof that you are still pursuing God is that the more God reveals to you, the more your heart is panting. Because you see, even if you are going to live one billion years on the earth, one billion years is still not enough to know God. Praise the name of the Lord. That's why the Bible said that what his ways are past what? Finding out. And so every day is an interesting journey. So here we see Moses. It says, now therefore I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, it says, show me now your way that I may know you, that I may find grace in your sight and consider that this nation is your people. And the verse 18, the Bible tells us that what and Moses said, Lord, please show me what your glory. Hallelujah. And when you understand what the Bible means, glory here is talking about what your fullness. Praise God, your fullness. You know, like when someone is giving you slices of cake. Now the cake is too sweet. Just say, don't give me the whole cake. Praise the name of the Lord. Because this God is too sweet that I just want to know him the more. And my encouragement here, for the sake of time, you see that even when God now says in John 3.16, that for God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that for whosoever believeth in him will not perish, but have what? Eternal life. For the fact that you have eternal life, is a demand that you and I must continually pursue the Lord. Hallelujah. I'll show you. You know, as a matter of fact, I, I said that the response to receiving eternal life is therefore what? The pursuit of God. John 17 verse 3 says this. This was Jesus speaking when he was about to leave the earth. He says, and this is eternal life. That what? That they may what? Know you. Hallelujah. Your quest as a child of God is that every single day, so all throughout this month, because I begin to round up, all throughout this month, all we are going to be doing is that we are going to be looking at how then do I pursue this God? Praise the name of the Lord. How then do I what? Pursue after this God. So when David was saying it in Psalm 42, Psalm 42 verse 10, it says that Psalm 42 from verse 1 to 2, it says again, metaphor, as the deer pants for the water brooks, it says, so my soul for you, O God. It says, my soul thirsts for the living God. For when shall I come and appear before God? Hallelujah. For when shall I come and appear before the Lord? Hallelujah. 
And so you understand that if it comes to knowing God, one of the key things that we must be willing to spend is what? Time. Hallelujah. So perhaps one of those people that would do just five minutes with the Lord in the morning, good morning, Jesus. Bye-bye to Satan. Have a great day. You cannot know God that way. And from next week, we'll be looking at it next week because God is a person. Praise God. I don't know of any man here who wanted to marry his wife. Perhaps your wife is here, she can say the truth. That just met you the first day and just marry me and you agreed. Praise the name of the Lord. So in the same way, God is what a person. And if you are going to know God, it must be on account of you and I willing to do what? Commit to time in doing what? Knowing him. And so psalmist will say that wisdom therefore is that you will teach us to number our days. Praise the name of the Lord. That's what? We will spend our days, what? In knowing the Lord. Hallelujah. And so in conclusion, A.W. Tozer which is a book that I will recommend, The Pursuit of God, is that what? It says our pursuit of God is successful just because he is forever seeking ways to manifest himself to you and I. Praise the name of the Lord. God is constantly seeking. That's why many times in life, don't underrate the experiences you have. Because perhaps if you begin to reflect how you came to know Christ, those experiences for some of us is hardship. If not for that, I was going through challenges. I remember one time I was accused of stealing. That was the first day in anger I fasted six to six for the first time in my whole life. <laughs> Praise God. But the idea is that it was all God's way. Because eventually I was exonerated. But all those experiences were things that God was engineering. Just so that what I would get your attention. Praise the name of the Lord. And so my commitment to everyone that is here. Don't despise the experiences you're going through. The pains that you're going through. The lack. All those experiences is all God's way of prompting you to want to know him. Because you see, the Bible said that what the enemy meant for harm. God is still able to use to your advantage. Praise God. So it's not that God is the author of adversity, but he's using those adversities to draw you closer. Because if only you are willing to know this God, there is no limit to the exploits that you and I will do. Praise the name of the Lord. Let us bow our heads as we pray. Everlasting Father God in heaven, we thank you for your word that has entered into our spirit, man. We thank you for opening our eyes to how you are countless looking for ways and avenues to draw us to yourself and therefore lord oh god in heaven we are asking that lord just as your word says that you knock on the door of our hearts if anyone is willing to open you would come and sup with them and therefore father i pray for everyone that is here that perhaps your desire is to know the lord your desire is to rekindle this fellowship your desire is to have this one-on-one intimacy with the lord why don't you just say with me this hour and say, Lord Jesus, come into my life today. I acknowledge that you died for me on the cross of Calvary. And on the third day you rose again. I ask that you forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me with your blood. 
grant me the privilege to walk in the realities of the new creation even as i confess you as my lord and my personal savior father god in heaven for everyone who has prayed this prayer and for everyone whose hunger is to know you i ask that lord you would reveal yourself to them let their hearts begin to burn a flare a flame for you oh god that will drive them to a place of deep intimacy with you and that just as david said that you will satisfy my mouth with good things that shall be their reality in the name of jesus thank you almighty god in heaven for in jesus mighty and matchless name we have prayed Music